We have a very special guest on the phone, the new head coach of the University of Maine football program. Nick Charlton has joined us this morning. Nick, thanks so much for taking the time. Appreciate it. Yeah, appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Well, I was really curious because Coach Harris Simiak had a really great season, decided to take that job at Minnesota, and you get the UMaine head coaching job just, I, I, I swear it was like the next day almost. <laughs> what was that process like, you know, in that transition? Did it come as a surprise to you this was all happening so quickly? Uh, not really. You know, Joe and I had been communicating um, after the Eastern Washington game, so had an idea of what was going on, and really it, it moved pretty fast, obviously, but... Wasn't, wasn't all too surprised just based on our conversations that they usually go on in this profession anyway, but uh, really excited for him, and I know it moved pretty fast, but I was, I was ready to jump in the seat, so it's been good. Awesome, and so did he kind of help you sort of land that position, basically? He was talking with you even during the process of him being kind of recruited by Minnesota, basically? Yeah, there was a couple things that were going on, but, um, you know, ultimately we had a few conversations about the position, and... Um, you know, that factored into it, but basically when he was getting ready to leave, that was when the whole interview process started for me, so that wasn't really official until, I want to say it was the 21st or 22nd, but uh, it moved pretty quick. So it, was, it was positive, though. For sure. So what was your first uh, move when you were announced as new head coach? What was the first thing you did? <laughs> uh, I, I wrote up my statement for the press conference. Yeah. <laughs> you gave your wife a hug, right? <laughs> Got to make sure uh, she's on board. <laughs> was, yeah, luckily, luckily the family was was ready and they were excited, and uh, you know things moved pretty fast. I, I realized that when you get these kind of jobs, you know your phone blows up a little bit, so I had to, had to manage that. But it was it was really cool. It was pretty wild two days. Yeah, and speaking of you know wild, this season was such a great one uh, for for Maine. Obviously, the the best season in the in the program's history. For you, what was like maybe the biggest highlight, the thing that stuck out most to you throughout the throughout the year, or maybe one moment that really stands out for you? Uh, you know that, that's hard because there was just so many there was so many different moments. It was it was such a successful year and had a lot of milestones. You know, I would say the the playoff run at the end. You know, when we went out to Utah and got that win, the guys were just extremely focused because they knew, it, and Coach Ace did a good job putting it all out there and saying, hey, this, if we win this game, we are the best team. We made it the farthest and had the most success. So, you know, there was a lot of pressure there, but the guys were excited about it. So when we finally came out with that win, and that was a tough one at Weaver State, that was a pretty cool moment knowing what had happened. So as a head coach now, you obviously need to put together a bit of a staff, right? I, I imagine you need an offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator at this point. Uh, so yep. what, what are you kind of looking for? What type of people are you looking for to fill those roles? Well, we want to keep as much continuity here as we can. Yeah. You know, we've, I've already had conversations with our players and, and the staff as well. And, you know, we really do want to keep this thing going. So we're trying to promote from within at some spots. And then we're also looking at some outside candidates as well. So we'll be going to get some announcements here soon. Uh, a few more interviews we got to do and things like that. But, you know, we have to fill out most of the staff uh, changes on the defense. But, you know, that's something we've had a little bit of time to prepare for now. Coach, uh, anytime a, a coach comes in, even from within, you need to decide, am I going to be uh, the offensive or the defensive coordinator still? Am I going to allow somebody to come in and be that person and I'm going to back away and just be an administrator? Or am I going to keep my hand in the in the pie, so to speak? How, how do you see that role for you? Uh, well, nothing's official yet, but you know I have to start 
really taken on those administrative type duties that you know I watched Joe do for the last couple of years. But I have a funny feeling I'll have a very difficult time walking away from the offense. <laughs> so that's all I'll say about that. <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be involved. Gotcha. That makes sense. Uh, graduated from Boston College in 2011. What was the process like? How did you end up at the University of Maine in the first place a few years back? Like I was a grad assistant for a couple of years there and worked for you know some really great coaches and people. And when my time was done, because you can only do two years on the field, you know I had some people help me out and you know get me an interview up here when the wide receivers job opened and. You know, when you're done being a grad assistant and trying to move into a full-time coaching job, you know, there's a lot of questions, and you don't know where you're going to end up, what's going to happen. And, and ultimately, in this profession, if you do a good job, it's about the people that you know. So luckily, a lot of people that I knew in my circle had a relationship or knew Coach Cos at the time. And, you know, that got my foot in the door, and then I had to interview. And from there now, it's been, it's been four years. So it's been a great run. I noticed on on your bio on the main website, your in-state recruiting focuses are Oxford County and Androscoggin County, and that's well, we're in Androscoggin County, obviously here here in Auburn. And so I'm curious, what's that been like? You know, recruiting this area, the Twin Cities, and so on and so forth. You know, know some folks down here. Oh, it's been great. You know, the year before I had um, really the down east area, and I live in Brewer, so um, you know I was around that area, but. Moving down there and, and going to the Twin Cities has been really good. You know, there's, there's obviously talent down that way, in southern Maine anyway. And, you know, we're trying to do the best job we can in the state, just recruiting it overall. So it's been good. You know, I've had really good experiences. The coaches have been very, very helpful. And, like I said, it was a good transition when I started moving down south a little bit more. Well, Coach, another thing that stands out is um... – you know, I just turned 31, and, and you're 30, and so about the same age here. I feel like if I was named the head coach of anything, I'd be pretty overwhelmed because <laughs> I still feel kind of young. And Obviously, Coach harris Mick was young when he was hired at Maine as well. Have you talked to him about what's that like, and has he given you any advice? Yeah, I mean, we talked. You know, a lot of people have asked me that type of question, yeah. and we've had those conversations. You know, he was my boss, but he was a good friend of mine, and that, that's a lot you know, to take on at a young age. You know, he was 29, I'm 30. Um, but ultimately, I think these are the things that, that you prepare for, you know, as you start moving up in the profession and do those things, and, and sometimes it worked out. And, you know, with Joe, he was very helpful. The one thing that I always tell everybody that I took from him is I just think he did a tremendous job empowering his staff and just having a lot of patience, you know, with everyone. I just think he let people work. And that's stuff that I'm really trying to, to take on as well. Um, because, you know, I don't know everything. I don't have every answer. And that's true for any young coach. So you got to rely on your assistants and the people around you, you know, to ultimately create a winning atmosphere. You know, Coach, going back to the age thing, honestly, Maine's had a pretty good track record in that regard. I, I played for Walt Abbott. And I think if you go back and look, he wasn't much older than you are. Yeah, he was young. I think he was 31, I think. And uh, I think Causey was... Uh, wasn't much older than that either when he took over. So I think yeah. Maine's had a pretty good record of hiring good, young, aggressive uh, coaches who have a passion, and, and looks yeah. like you're following in those footsteps. I mean, if you look at the uh, the list of, of coaches that have been here, it's really, really impressive. It's pretty wild how many famous coaches and guys who have had a lot of success have come through here, and, and there's been some young head coaches. and You know, Coach H was obviously the last one, so I'm just trying to follow up and do things, you know, my way. But at the same time, you know, we know the success we've had here, so we're trying to keep that track record going. You know, I always look at, uh, having been a coach myself, uh, uh, 
it, it's a family business. You you can't yeah. get away from that. And uh, not only on the side where you're, the people that you know and the contacts you make are how you get other jobs or yep. bring people in, but also uh, I made light of it, but your wife and, and, uh, and family have to be involved. I, you can't help it. You're going to be gone. You're going to be watching films at night. You're going to do all those things that coaches do. Yep. And uh, I saw the picture. Your wife had a pretty big smile. I think she was pretty pleased for you that uh, you got the job. <laughs> She was pretty happy. She wasn't complaining. So. <laughs> That's a good thing. <laughs> she may be later on, but not yeah, so far. Yeah. Uh, more. She's pretty used to this whole coaching thing. Yeah, so. sure. Right, right. More on the field. I noticed in the press release, uh, Chris Ferguson was quoted, the, the UMaine quarterback. You obviously worked closely with him this past season. For him, you know, coming into his junior year, what's, uh, what's maybe his next step on the field as a quarterback to lead you guys? Well, you know, I think he took a big step this year. You know, and, and, of course, there was a lot of team success as well. But one of the things we always talk about is, yeah, there's individual things I want, too. And Chris Chris is such a team guy. It's almost when he's trying to perfect his craft and work on being a quarterback, it's really with the team in mind. I think he just he really took an, another step, understanding what we're trying to get done, uh, being the, the quarterback of this team. And, you know, he had some, some good stats and those things, but he was also a little banged up. He missed parts of five games. And Isaiah stepped in and did a nice job. But I want to see him really continue to develop because going into his junior year, now he's a three-year starter. I mean, he's really got to take those reins. And I keep saying it because I'm okay with the expectation. But I honestly think he's going to be one of the best quarterbacks in this league and in the country. And I really believe that. And I believe that when I took the offensive coordinator job. So he's just got to keep taking more and more control of the offense and do those things. So I think he will. And That's obviously a process, but... You know, I want him to just keep going with his development. I'm curious. We are in Auburn here. Edward Little's Grant Hartley walked on, I know, um, at UMaine. Uh, how's his development been going? Oh, Grant's been great. He, he works very, very hard. And, you know, he's, he's in my meetings. We have four quarterbacks. Uh, you know, we're going to try to get some more and add to the room. But he, he's been awesome. You know, he was on the scout team for most of the year and did those things, did a very nice job. You know, we watched that film together. And he, he's progressing right now, you know, this is, the jump from your first semester to the spring is huge at that position. So, you know, I'm looking forward to spring ball with him. You know, he's going to be getting a lot of reps. So, you know, I'm excited to see him take another step, too. For sure. And then um, back to recruiting a little bit. You're on Twitter at Coach underscore uh, Charlton. I'm just curious, how much of a role is social media playing these days in terms of recruiting? How do you utilize Twitter in a, in a, in a, in a responsible way, I guess? <laughs> Yeah, no, it's funny because, you know, I'm, I'm young, but I never had a Facebook. I was never a big social media guy. Yeah. And now I'm like, my, my wife makes fun of me because I'm like constantly on Twitter. <laughs> so it's understandable. But we uh, we use it a lot, and that's something that I think is really important at the Division One level. You know, these, these players have access to tons of information, and we have to keep up with that. You know, whether it's looking to see what's going on with a recruiter trying to connect with them, so. We're very, very active on our staff, and, and I try to be as well. So it's just a, another platform to connect with these kids. Ultimately, it's about recruiting and then selling your program. That's one of the ways we can do it. Coach, are there guidelines? Seems to me one of the big-time basketball coaches, I think it was at Oklahoma, got in trouble for too much tweeting. Is there, <laughs> is there some, <laughs> some, some yeah, limit no. on what you can contact and when? And... There's, yeah, there's rules basically on who you can mention and those things. So, like, let's put it this way. When I was recruiting Grant, 
you know, I can't, I can't tweet at him and say, hey, Grant, great game. Mm. But, I, but I can retweet something he said. So there's little rules like that that you've got to know that are NCAA-defined, and, and, you know, our staff knows all those. So we don't, we don't make those mistakes. Sure. Right, for sure. What's the focus right now leading into spring ball, I guess, from your perspective at this moment well, in time? Right now it's all about recruiting. Yeah. That's, that's the biggest thing. And, you know, we're, we're filling our staff and doing those things, and that process started a while ago. So I'm not too concerned about getting that done. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's all about recruiting, you know, reaching out to these kids and then getting a plan to go on the road next week. Because we missed uh, two or three weeks because we were in the playoffs. You know, it's a good problem yeah. to have. But, you know, we had two home, uh, two official visits that got canceled because of that. And we ended up having one midweek where we, you know, we had four, four signees at the mid-year. But we got a lot of work to do. But luckily, we have relationships with all these kids. And feel like you know we can really hit the road pretty hard next week and jump right into it uh, pretty fast. Yeah, it's, it's funny you mentioned that because I remember Nick Saban complaining about how it was national title game was taken away from his recruiting time. But I guess that's really true, huh? <laughs> it's it, it it my first time dealing with it, but it is, it is true. But <laughs> you'd like to think being on ESPN sells itself a little bit. Sure, for sure. Well, um, Nick Charlton, thank you so much. We'll let you go and uh, get back to the recruiting trail and everything. Thanks, thanks so much for joining us here on the B List on One Hundred Five Sports. I appreciate it, guys. Thanks a lot. Good night, Coach.